You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And today, that's right, baby, digging into more indie comics goodness. Today we have an amazing guest that happens to be a game developer, a fellow nerd, a writer with a dope project out on Kickstarter right now, Project Magus Volume 3. Volume 3? Man, we need to know. Why am I Volume 1 and 2? I, I need to find out what this whole universe is about in this wonderful uh, creator. His name is Nicholas God. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on, Al. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming on, brother. Uh, talk about this. I mean, wow, third volume, man. I- I'm happy you sent this over because when I started looking through the art pieces, I'm like, wow, very. I don't know if you know this book, Tapping the Vein from Clive Barker, kind of have that that, that that artsy look to it, like similar to that book. I'm like, yo, I'm digging this. It's right up my alley. So tell me yeah. more about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we started this in 2019. It's been a passion project. You know, I've been reading comics ever since I was a kid. You know, started with Bill Waterson, with Calvin and Hobbes, went over to Marvel with Tom McFarlane's Venom, then went over to Spawn. And man, I've been hooked ever since. And, you know, I started playing, working in the video game industry in 2013, uh, started out WayForward Technologies. I had the chance to work on River City Girls, Till Morning's Light, a bunch of WayForward indie, indie games. Then when I went over to Frame Machine to work on Injustice 2, I got the inside track of how comic books, the Warner Brothers, the the inside vault to DC, and that just that got the fire burning again. So I was like, you know what? I need to write my own stuff. I want to start writing my own IPs, and that's where I started making Project Magus. All right, all right, all right. So, so you said the the, the the inspiration. When did the ideas for Project Magus? You know, and how has it evolved over the course of its development? Oh, man, I've been cooking with Project Magus for a while now. One of the things I've noticed in media was, you know, you see some of these sorcerers like Harry Potter or Doctor Strange, and they pull their magic and have an infinite source. So I was like, you know, we need to create some rules that feel grounded. What if magic was based off of calorie intake? You know, what if they actually had to train similar to like Son Goku and the harder they trained and the more they knew about physics and, and chemistry and like alchemy and how the world works? that increased their their ability to cast spells. So you see some of the smartest people coming out of like Cornell, uh, Harvard, and they're the strongest guys out there. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is actually takes place with a parallel universe. In uh, 2024, knock on wood, there's a huge nuclear cataclysmic event and it hits almost every single major city around the world. Is this going to be Garcia Damas here? Are you trying to tell us? <laughs> God, I hope not. But at the same time, like when this happens, a lot of people get wiped out, but the radiation fallout ends up reawakening this this deep thing within a lot of people. And then they end up being able to control the elements. They're able to extend their own consciousness and they can actually connect with like base, like elemental mixtures. Like, oh, I can mix, I can split apart water and create. Uh, hydrogen and oxygen and create fire out of that using that as a base fuel right so they could actually like connect with the world around them Ooh. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's actually based off of, sorry, once you get me started, I can't stop, Al. No, listen, listen, I'm eating this up, man. This this, this is how you sell comics, folks. I'm eating this dope eyes. So keep going, keep going. So this is actually actually based off of, back in the 70s, the MK Ultra series, right? So when you look back at, like, uh, the Manchurian Candidate and, you know, uh, the super soldiers from Captain America. That was all based off of real things going on when we were in Cold War with uh, the Russians, right? We were trying to find an edge. And so with Project MK Ultra, there was a branch called Project MK Often, where they were dealing with different kinds of drugs like LSD, uh, but they also tried to mess around with higher levels of consciousness. They also start trying to figure out how they could weaponize the occult, sorcery, and witchcraft. <laughs> Yeah, and to try to get that edge in like the Vietnam War and uh, you know, the Cold War. They tell you it's fake, but they're trying to weaponize it. So, uh, how right? Well, how fake is it then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. I've always wanted to create some kind of magic that was grounded, you know? And that's where I was like, okay, let me look at the science. Let me look at the chemistry. Let me see how I can make this feel as real as possible, as if it was happening in our, in our reality. So the story itself takes place six years after the cataclysmic event. Uh, and you have Victoria Lopez, who is this jaded Marine. She feels some shit went down with her when she was a kid. And, you know, she carries that grudge with her. And when she gets into the Marine Corps, she's like, you know what? After what happened with the nukes, I just want to go in and kill as many of these bastards as I can that caused this, or I'm going to die trying. But along the way, she ends up finding her camaraderie. She finds her sisterhood of fellow Marines you know, that kind of level her out a bit. But then once the government starts to find out who she is and she starts to realize, oh, I can use this power, she gets recruited into a version of MK Ultra called Project Magus. It's the revamped version. And so they're bringing back this program because there's this rise of terrorist sorcerers starting to make their way up up like in the underworld. And so the military, the, the government has to figure out how they can combat it. And that's where they come up with, okay, well, we have to fight fire with fire. So we're going to have our own sorcerers with like the Navy SEALs, Green Beret. And oh, damn. Is it the G.I. Joe sorcerers? <laughs> pretty much. That's exactly what it is, you know? And so I try to like keep it like, okay, well, how are we going to have like, Victoria Lopez, who's just this like this jarhead, this like gritty marine. How is she going to be able to like fight against people who are throwing lightning bolts or fireballs? You know, how are you going to use that tactically? You know, how are you going to be able to go into a battlefield and be able to breach like warehouses and and keep your squad alive? So, you know, my father's a marine. A lot of my friends, I tried to get into the Marine Corps myself. Unfortunately, I got DQ'd in MEPS because of like you know <laughs> my ankle, my back, playing football back in high school, but. Yeah. You know, I've I tried to reach out to all of my friends who who have served themselves to try to like, okay, how would this work? You know, and research with them. Oh, excellent, excellent. So, what about your background and experiences? How does that influence the book? Because you know, I, I, I heard you're kind of a dungeon master of science too. Because you talk all this <laughs> magic stuff. I mean, it gotta come from somewhere. <laughs> that is true. So, yeah, I do like to run some campaigns with my friends. I'm a DM. We just did Wild Beyond the Witchlight. We finished a the very first chapter, you know, and being a writer, being someone, I try to cater to my my friends and their stories. You know, I try to talk with them. Hey, where do you want your character to go? Where do you want them? How do you see them at the end of this campaign? So that way we can keep growing on to other campaigns. 
And so I try to tailor the experience to match their unique gameplay, like playthrough. So yeah, I mean, it's been a lot of fun. I've played a couple instances of D&D, but you know, besides that, I've played a lot of World of Warcraft. That's kind of what got me into that. God, I've been playing games since I was a little kid, man. <laughs> like it's in my blood. We'll talk about that because I, I want to know a little bit of the audience. Though, where are you originally from, and, and what was actually the first thing that you ever fell in love with in fandom? Oh man, so I'm originally from San Pedro, California, Los Angeles, and you know I actually grew up in kind of the the, the rough neighborhood. <laughs> so you know to make sure I didn't get popped by like gangs or whatever, my parents were like, "You got to stay inside." <laughs> so they got me an NES and I started playing, you know, Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, Arkanoid. Oh, um, so you know how to shoot in the hood with Duck Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I was good at dodging and then blah, <laughs> getting back. But yeah, you know, it's, I just started getting into games and playing. Then I got the Sega Genesis. I got uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and Mortal Kombat 2. That was my, that's what I loved growing up. Oh, well, uh, yeah. I had a, my, my baby brother, at the, my little brother at the time, middle, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was playing Mortal Kombat on Genesis. I was playing as Baraka, and I, in, on my first try, I was about to beat the game. I mean, why was Sega um, uh, kind of notorious for if it got a little warm? It would freeze, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Just when I was about to give the striking, killing blow to the, to the boss, it froze in this position. My little brother started laughing. <laughs> Nick, Nick. Do you remember the scene with, with Hulk and Thor? Hulk just just oh yeah. Well, I mean that's what little brothers are for. They're supposed to razzle you and like they're supposed to get your blood boiling so that way you can like wail on them. Yeah, you know? but and... Don't do it at that time. I'm about to win really and you just laugh like you know, a disappointing finger type laugh. Like, you don't do that to your big brother. Kind of like 21 First Street when he found out that uh What's his name? Was sleeping with the captain's daughter? <laughs> oh man! Why? Why are siblings like that? They just, you know, they're, you're supposed to love them, but they make it hard, man. <laughs> of course they do. That, that's why they're siblings. That's why they had to be born for your mom in order for you to make sure not to kill them. <laughs> you know? Word. So I want to bring this up because we're about to start talking about this volume three book, right? But as, as we're gonna start, before I show up, this child, talk about the journey of volume one and two. When did the was it always a, a crowdfunded? Did you always do it that way? What inspired it? And what was I mean? Did you even know anything about it when you jumped in? You know, it's something I've been cooking ever since I was in college. You know, I've always wanted to create some story with magic, but there are different evolutions of it, right? And then finally, I got to a point in my life where it's like, you know what? I need to write about my own personal experiences about how I've grown as a person, and what better way to put it down on paper. So I had never written a comic up to this point. So I was like, okay, well, what's available to me? Kickstarter. Well, you were a fan of comics, though. I mean, yeah, I- very much so. Very much so. Yeah, I had, a, I had a small little collection growing up. Again, had to stay inside, so I had to find ways to keep myself busy, and comics was one of them. So in 2019, I released the single issue of Project Magus, which was about 18 pages. And it was my first go at writing comic. But from there, I was like, okay, I have an idea of what I want this to be. I like the style. And I, you know, I followed a lot of different directors that I enjoyed. For example, Steven Spielberg, the way that he bleached his film to kind of ca- capture that iconic, like, like 
faded or or bleached yeah that bleached film kind of yeah. and so i wonder like okay with that and the band of brothers and the pacific having that black and white opening with the with the charcoal and the splash oh. colors and then sin city what they did with their black and white with the streaks of red i was like man i gotta capture that with the magic you know this is supposed to be a really dark and dreary world of course because of the nuclear strikes but the thing that makes it pop is the magic so that's where you have that splash color. You know, I want that to be what pops out in this world. So yeah, each volume is four issues and it runs for the first book or volume three, excuse me. So the first three volumes is the first yeah. book and that's a bit about 277 pages long. Oh, wow, bro. So you, when you started writing, you started writing. <laughs> yeah. And I've actually got, this is the first of a trilogy. So I've actually got, three books coming so that's 12 volumes oh uh, uh, amazing and folks here just take a look before i show you this video with 23 days to go oh. a big shout out to those 51 backers with a three thousand dollar goal baby he's already two-thirds of the way there with two thousand six. So salute to your amazing backers supporting independent a uh, creator for real and let, yo if you guys that are not aware let's take a look at the video all right let's see what's popping Yo, 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 yo. And a big shout out to Ink Studios and Fallout, man. That animation is fire. 100%. Yeah, Kevin has been, he's the uh, owner of Ink Studios. He's been a pleasure to work with. Him and his guys are incredibly professional, and they've been knocking out of the park, man. Yeah, and it's right there, folks. Ink Studios, you can check out their website at ink.marketing. You can email solutions at ink.marketing, and they'll send you a solutions guide for whether services, examples of campaign animations, testimonials, and a whole lot more. So check them out, yo, for real. Good people right there. All right, so let's start seeing what it's about right here, folks. There we go. Kickstarter contains what is the project, the, the preview of the creative team, breakdown. Look, look what I'm – oh, man, look at that. Now look yeah. Team, bro. Uh, hell, yeah. There's so – Denny... the movie that scared me? Have you ever seen uh, – what was it? The Day After? It was like a TV movie about the nuclear war during the during the era, you know, when Reagan was president and the Russian scare and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came out. Listen, I'm a horror fan. I could mm -hmm. see bodies being torn apart by serial killers, but that one damn movie as a kid, when I saw the explosion, how it turned people to skeletons, I'm like, okay, this is actually real. It terrified me. Yeah, and they did that for the second Terminator as well, and they got the scientists to make sure it was as accurate as possible, and I was like, that is horrifying. <laughs> yeah, no, I could do, Matt. I don't want to imagine. <laughs> I don't want to imagine that either, man. But yeah, Den Denny Andriatoni, he is the lead artist of this comic, and his art is incredible. So how did you find, how did you, all right, as a newbie guy, you're a writer, how the heck did you find the right partner for you in, in this, you know, endeavor artistically? 
You know, it's been a journey. I've actually had to go through a couple artists. One's because either there was some kind of communication error. You know, I've had to outsource a lot of my art from either Russia or Venezuela. And then I finally found Denny in Jakarta, Indonesia. And, you know, we we got on Skype. We ended up talking about the project. And we're both like, okay, we know what this is going to be about. And he's been knocking home runs ever since, man. Oh, excellent. Why, Denise? What a different world, right? A connect worldwide and such talent. It's, it's crazy how you can find so many talented people that draw just so differently than what is an American style, right? You know what I mean? Because this is, this is not the type of stuff we find out here normally. Ab- absolutely. You know, and being able to find such talent and, and, you know, even though there is that difference of communication and a different language barrier, you know, People have that connection. They see the art. They they see the story, and they're like, "I get it. It makes sense." And that's how the you can know, like, art is there, right? The creational frequency. <laughs> absolutely, there's got to be some like kind of connection. If it, if you A know, different magic right there. It, ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, baby. And look at this. So, so this is Victoria. This is the lead. That's Victoria Lopez. Yes, sir. Oh, dope, dope, dope. Look at the look right there. Oh, damn. Yeah, what's up with this psycho looking, almost looking like me with my hair? Yeah, that is the main antagonist. So we don't know what his name is yet in the story. We're going to figure that out. But right now, he's the main threat going after Victoria and the, and the squad. Yeah, and that's him too there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He he's was. he's kind of a pompous uh, dick. <laughs> he kind of has that very Ozymandias type of, 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 of just... Right, just by looking at that kind of future and very, yeah, at Homelander, like we will pump his ass. <laughs> Absolutely, he's the kind of guy where he's like, you know, I've got this power, I've got this brute strength to me. You need to look at me as a god, you know. Well, and it's just like, oh, uh, and it's, it's that kind of yeah, it's that kind of arrogance that can be terrifying. So it's like, uh, all right, yeah, yeah, we we see, yeah, it is, it is. I mean, it's like seeing Superman go bad. You know, the the those iterations where they've shown it. And if he lets his arrogance show, I mean, and also a perfect example, even as a good guy, of that, the episode of Justice League where he and Shazam fought, I oh, mean, yeah. He, yeah, and he was just basically jealous of homie the whole time. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. What a, I was like, whoa, Superman is such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. And the same thing with, you know, people like Homelander, you know, from the boys. You get someone, it's like, or, or Brightburn, where you have like, oh, what if Superman went bad? Mm-hmm. You know, having that kind of narcissistic, sociopathic tendency, it's like, you know, oh, you I got a little kid cosplay mm-hmm. and, and that homie uh, from, from the, you know, that he, he, he was Superman from that Brightburn. Brightburn. Uh, finally, he looked really cool. And finally, a little kid knowing what's up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about one of horror movies with, with comic books. That was terrifying. Yeah, I mean, what would you do? You can't do nothing. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> try to. Find a dark cave to hide in, man. That's all you can do. <laughs> a dead cave somewhere. Hopefully you can't see through it, you know? Yep, right. yep. Look at these covers. So these are the, the first three volumes right here. I mean, wow, yo. Look at that. Yeah, Please. yeah. Denny is fantastic. Denny, and then I also, I try to hire some other artists to do some of the promotional covers. So, for example, I had uh, Musinic Art. She is a fantastic artist from India. She did some of the variant cover art. But yeah, I try to reach out and and spread like try to find the best artists I can to work on this project. All right, so I, I gotta, okay, you know, there's a lot of curiosity, say, you know, you know, 
you mentioned all the other countries except the states. Is it because maybe uh, creators outside the states are just more willing and open to work, or or, or how do you feel about that? Just, just as an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely hire within the states as well. I've got a couple projects working on the side, but when I f- was first starting out, you know, I worked through up Upstart or Upwork, excuse me. Okay. And yeah, so you just put out what you're looking for and what your rates is, what your budget is. And then you just filter through some of the best artists. And that's where I found all of these people. It To me, I don't care what race, race ethnicity, or orientation you are. As long as your work is good, yeah. I've got it's a job for you. Skill. It ain't about nothing else mm-hmm. as it should be. Nothing else should ever, nothing else matters. It's like, who are you as a person and your skill and you know, a, a good soul. Are you easy to work with? <laughs> you know what I mean, absolutely, absolutely. I have no prejudice. Ask for. I mean, we're all adults here. At least we hope, but apparently sometimes we're not. <laughs> hey, we're adults until it comes to like playing video games and doing those kind of things. Then we gotta let our inner child have fun. You know? Oh yeah, man. I, I saw a wonderful meme that guy was saying to his girl, "Why are women so emotional?" And then you see him at three o'clock in the morning on a video game screaming, "Like what the?" <laughs> that is me that is me every night with valorant I, I play valorant all like all the time with my girl and i'm just like i don't know how she puts up with me she's like yo you gotta chill you're gonna scream your lungs out i was just like they keep they keep sniping me i can't handle it <laughs> I, I was a very big call of duty man for a minute let me tell you it's like they knew where i was gonna respawn in one game i was like yeah i was about to throw the remote to the tv i said i gotta quit for a minute i gotta quit for a minute these kids Wow, look at it. Yeah, and you can actually check out uh issue one for free at globalcomics.com. Global big shout out to Global Comics as well. I know the big homies over there. I get to see the most at New York Comic Con this this week. I cannot wait. Do you have a presence? Are you going to New York Comic Con, Nick? What's going you know, on? I'm not gonna be hitting up uh LA Comic Con this year for December, but I'm gonna be hitting up or trying to hit up WonderCon next year and oh, Long Beach Comic Con. Those are great shows, great, great, great shows. So ho- hopefully, I do get to see you eventually. So they, they, they go to the team right here. All the additional artists. Wow, look at that list. That, that's awesome. Yep, I try to reach out to whoever I can. You know, anyone who's good, anyone who who can see the vision in their own perspective. I try to capture it. Wow, this looks so fish of the North Star right here. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this is some of the later issues. This is actually issue seven when they come face-to-face with them. So it actually works as a flashback. You get a little peek of the magic, a little peek of the action in issue one, and then it goes back three months, and it leads you up to this. Right. Oh, look, look, look at the panels. Look at the art. Awesome. You know, awesome. The coloring, as you're saying, the the, the coloring around the magic is dope. Well, I'm about to see an action figure. So, I mean, he looks cool as heck. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I... Not only do I like like American comics, I'm a big fan of like manga and anime. Yeah. So you know, I always got to throw a ch- shout out back to those like powering up like Dragon Ball Z. You know, I've always been inspired by those kind of animes, man. Yeah, her eyes are lighting up blue there. Oh, better get a whooping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I like yeah. the aura you put around the villain. That, that really is fitting. Yeah, having that, that red like. You know, same same way with like Lucas. You know, where okay, all the Sith has red le- lightsabers. All the Jedi either have green or blue. I wanted to try to keep that like color tone to the different style of sorcerers that are out there. 
Yeah. And I, I can't talk about it yet, but there is actually a deeper connection to the color that's affiliated with it. So look at that, bro. That was saying, look and do see what I mean? Gotta be a figure, bro. Come on. <laughs> It'll be a cool action pose for a figure. Come on, come on, let's go. Oh man, look at the size of that book. Hardcover soap porn at its best. <laughs> look at that. And the hardcover is an exclusive to Kickstarter. That is the only place you can get the hardcover. Only version. place, period. Mm -hmm. So once they're done here on this Kickstarter, never again. Will this never be, again. Not even at a table at a con. They're, they're going to have to deal with the soft covers. They're going to have to throw some, some hymns or aggro on it to make them hard, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. You can only get the Kickstarter exclusives, the hardcover, and the variant covers down below. And Oh, look at those, y'all. Yeah, good. Those are some of the uh, artists that I hired for this Kickstarter. But there are some other artists that are going to be thrown in with some of the uh, posters and such as well that you can get for this Kickstarter. And there we go. Hope for a dollar you can get started with a donation. You know what I mean? Being nice, you want a digital starter at ten dollars, and of course the geek that he is is going to show you a hard drive for that digital. One hundred percent. That was my best friend in college. Right, you got the digital early bird over here. Right, what is this? You get a thank you. Awesome. So that way you're forever. Yeah, you, you're forever. If you, no matter what level that you pledge to, you're all you're gonna get your name in the back of the book, so you'll always be a part of the project. Oh, uh, fine. Like that, up twenty dollars to get Bravo, which is in the a format first level of digital payload. Hey, uh, include some high resolution concept art, marketing material, extra thank you page, volume three and book one. Now for twenty five dollars, you got. That's again. Start smelling the ink, folks. Yay! Twenty-five bucks. Let's go. A physical copy. At, wow, bro. Volume three alone is ninety-two pages, bro. Mm -hmm. Whoa, that's that, that's a fatty, baby. Yeah. Issue or uh, volume one is ninety-two. Volume uh, volume one is ninety-two pages. Volume two is ninety-six, and then volume three is ninety-two again. Oh damn! See, I, but that, that's worth it. I mean, see now now you're talking because we get we're getting that we're getting a digital couple uh, uh, the thank you. Now that's worth it. Ninety-two pages. That that's typical of, of a soft cover book. You know what I mean? That, that the big two do. So and I mean the big two don't give shit really to their creators. So you support a book like this. You know what I mean? You really are supporting the creator behind a project like this. And now that's bang for your buck. Now that's fair. I've seen other guys sort of sell less pages for for a lot more. You know what I mean? Which is for me kind kind of batshit crazy. And you know, I, everyone has what they're what they're. Everyone's entitled to have their opinion of what their worth work is worth, you know, and they should always try to, you know, run for that dollar. But at the same time, times are tough. I know that with inflation, the cost of living, everything right now, I want to try to make it attainable to everyone, to everybody. Think about the consumer, your fan, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, Christmas is coming, you know, it's going to get expensive. So you know, the more affordable you make these gifts, you got it for gifts for mm -hmm. Christmas, stocking stuffers. <laughs> let's make it happen you know even if it's just a coupon saying it's coming in the mail all right <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely and look at it the alpha tier all this wonderful digital content 10 bucks and you know you see some imagery behind what we're looking at right there look at that dope, dope, dope. for 30 bucks and there you go charlie limited to copies ordered on the kickstarter with that cover art wonderful look at that payload right there Wait, I mean, come on. How could and, you? And in tier four, you're going to get five four by six prints, Ooh. or you get one 
poster up above. You get the 18 by 24 folded poster, any of your choosing. Nice. You see, yo, you see now, now this is how you're getting some nice goodies. 60 bucks echo. Mm -hmm. All right. And that's the first book. That's the first full book. 278 pages. Whoa. The entire first year. Yes, sir. Whoa. Nice. Nice. There we go. Again, oof. Echo cover. Oh, man. That looks so much like, what's his name? Joe Madura? Joe Mad? Yeah, Thiago Silva tries to capture that same essence. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about? Whoa, I'm looking at it like, yeah, man, that, that, that very nice 90s. And right there, for real, she gives me a badass vibe, too. So badass. I'm loving One, it. 100%. You know, it reminds me of, like, way back in early day, Todd McFarlane as well. Just, like, oh, yeah. the... Yeah, those those nice lines and the color, it's just... Yeah, people talk shit about the 90s, but I mean, the art was really popping at the time, though. The writing may not have been so good but <laughs> at the time, but the art was definitely popping. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Oh, wow. Look at it. I'm yeah, getting it. Very video game is here. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know, just trying to go for all the different types of styles that we could capture, you know? But what did we get in the fighting game? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, you'd be surprised. I get a lot of people asking, you know, hey, you're a video game designer. When are you going to make this a game? And it's it's not out of the realm of possibility, man. But this, bro, that car cover, like that, though, that cover, fuck, bro, that shit is hot. Hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love this cover right here. Shit. This trying to get that, trying to get that renaissance feel to it, you know? Yeah, it's dope. I mean... It, it, this is something if you see on a shelf, it does catch the eye. Like, Yo, what is this? Wait a minute, the hell's going on here, bro? Killer, killer, killer. Thank you, thank you. Hey, yeah, man. My, the super pack right here, muchacho. Yeah, you try to make you know make it all worth it. I know 125 bucks could be a lot, but I'm gonna give you a lot. I'm gonna make sure <laughs> that you invest. The money shot right here, man. <laughs> man. The hotel, even getting more dirty. Look at that, look at that. Look at all this goodness. See, this is what I love. Project that off. Listen, it is bang for your buck. Dude, what? Yeah, not only that, but you can also customize your order as well and add additional items from previous Kickstarters that, you know, you can't get anywhere else. So, like, for example. They missed it. They really didn't. They have a chance. Mm -hmm. So that way you're still part of the legacy from back in 2019, 2020, and 2021, when yeah. we launched all of our previous Kickstarters. Hey, what with the code is, you know, all the names over here? What you doing here, man? <laughs> this again, Garcia Diamonds giving us the future uh, project names that the government's going to uh, dawn on us over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he said, I, no, 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 I, I can't talk about it, Al. can't talk about it. <laughs> no, as he said, I mean, cool t-shirts, patch. Oh, the squad patch is fire. Look at that. Yes, sir. That is Bravo Shadow Zero One. Yep, I'm digging it. A scorpion with wings, bro. God forbid we see some creature like that. And you know what? It's actually funny. When I go to conventions, I'm surprised at how many people pick that patch up. A lot of people like that patch, especially like bikers and such. But it's cool. Oh man, now you it's gonna be a gang, the, the old one single biker gang, and it's your fault. 
God, what am I doing to society? Like that gang from hell. So my new fear is it will be the zero one shadow gang. <laughs> and with the pins, the captain got to wear the pins with this shit. Look at this. Yeah, so what's cool about the uh, currency? Look at this. It, you know, this <laughs> you got currency, pins, a new army. What's going on? So what's cool about the Challenger coin is in military lifestyle, if you have a Challenger coin and you go to a bar and you throw it down on the table and your friend doesn't have it, the person who doesn't have it has to buy them a beer. So if people buy a Challenger coin and they come to my booth and they throw it on the table, I'm going to give them a free gift. Oh, you hear this, folks? I know I said a <laughs> F word. Right? <laughs> come on. Three. Just got to show appreciation to the fans, man. You know, they're the ones that make this happen. Thank you. Preach. Say that again and again. Because, again, you know, without the fans, what a creator. You know what I mean? The Nothing. Day, you got to yeah. appreciate these people that actually take time. I don't know. I mean, I know sometimes some get a little crazy. So, also, respect creators, fans. Mm -hmm. All right? It, it's a two way street. All right? But, you know, but again, you know, somebody a creator that actually does care about bringing some value to, to a fan, you know, and the project. I, I'm always about that. I dig that a lot. You know, what Thank I mean? you. People yeah. just go into it. I just want to make uh, some money. But no, you. I could tell you have hell of a fun making this book. You could tell. I mean, yeah. Cover it. And the fact that you have so many people, you know, engaged in it and working on it. It's, yo, bro, salute to you. Never Thank know you. who comes out that being the next future star. Then I said the Garcia Damas verse over here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I think I the character's name, Garcia Adonis. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to put that one down. I'll, I'll give you credit for that one, Al. <laughs> it's got to show up somewhere, bro. There you go. The single issues that you can get here. You know, so many so many different things you can add on. Wonderful. Autograph. Free autograph comics for referring friends. Wait a minute. What's I've never seen something like this. Talk about this. So what happens here is if you pledge if you make a pledge and you want to actually get some free comics you message me you email me at projectmegascomic at gmail.com and i'm going to create a referral link anyone who goes through that referral link and buys a physical copy i'm going to get you some free auto autographed single issues oh you hear this folks whoa okay i like that I, what encouraged that idea this this is the new one. I like that one. I like people that think outside the box, killer. Yeah. You know, I'm actually trying to. I've been chatting with uh, Brian Polito. He does Lady Death. Oh and, man, uh, I, I met him at uh San Diego Comic Con in 2019 because everybody was at Hall H. So I was, you know, my boy already had a spot online for me. So I said, all right, I'm not going to stay here 10 hours with you. Absolutely not. So I'm going to go upstairs and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was like a desert. I mean, I was approaching all the A-list creators. Like, then nobody's online. What's up? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so. Yeah, he has some fantastic work. And, you know, I met him at WonderCon and I was like, you know, I'm just starting out. Do you have any recommendations? And you're like, you know what? Just go ahead and send me your Kickstarter and I'll let you know what I think. And he gave me some tips. He was, you know, yeah, he was fantastic. He was, he, the fact that he took his time out of his day to look at my stuff, give me feedback. And I mean, that's, if you look at my previous Kickstarters, you'll see there's a big jump in quality, and it's all thanks to him. Yeah, big salute, man. Coughing comments and Brian P. out there, for real. He's been in the game for a minute, and when somebody like that actually takes time to, to help another independent creator, I think that, you see, man, you know, 
giving back to community. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. You know, like we're all trying to put a name out there, put some kind of product that means a lot to us. We all got to band together and work together. And that's that's how we survive. It takes a village. Mm-hmm. Not folks, but then again, independent creators, it takes a village. Support one another. Because again, that's how we will make it as a whole. Absolutely. And, and, Ma- massive stretch goals, you know, things that are currently locked that you guys are going to break because, again, he's already two-thirds of the way there with a whole bunch of days to go. So mm-hmm. come on, folks. Uh, let's let's unlock all this crazy goodness. You know, he, he, please bless today. Look at this campaign. You know, big shout-out. I mean, look, the links is right there. The links are also below in the notes. You can click away until your fingers are sore. Because you're going to want to support this, all right? And a big shout out to, again, you know, the Ink Studio family out there, you know, for putting themselves out there to help independent creators, you know, and their projects, you know, help them succeed. I mean, this is actually, this is a wonderful start for this project already. And again, that two thirds with, let's go all the way to the top, folks, 23 days to go. Thank you so much, you know, and it's, it's companies like Inked, you know, the fact that they're willing to help. They're specifically helping indie comics market and put themselves out there so you know definitely if you have a chance work with them they're fantastic okay and lastly before we go today you know in this journey you've been having the fun you've been having in creating comics you know in your geek journey and all what type of advice would you give to someone now trying to step into the game as well when you're making your story know who you're making it for right you're not doing it for clout. You're not doing it to get famous. You're doing it because you've got a story to tell and you've got to do something that means something to you. Because when you wake up, that's who you're doing it for, right? You got to, it's, it's a long game. It's a long process and you got to be doing it for the right reasons. So make sure you know that you're doing it for you, not anyone else. You know, you're doing it for you. You're doing it for your fans. You're not doing it to make money. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Passion project and love and then everything else comes later. Exactly. People it, are going to not work that way. It's weird. That's the real magic behind things. <laughs> Cuz like you said, people can see the love. People can see the dedication, the hours that you put in. And when they see that, you know, and you'll you, you know what? It's okay to misstep. It's okay to fail because that's how you grow and become a better writer, a better artist. Just keep well, moving forward and don't give up on yourself, man. Well, Cuz in failure you learn a lot. You know, hey, this is what mm-hmm. I want. Let me not do that again. you know i i'm not too proud to admit i failed a few times doing this comic you know i but at the same time i've learned a lot and my presentation my my writing has gotten better because of it so fantastic fantastic folks keep on the lookout also you can follow the big homie on instagram at summoner underscore studios and on x at project magus all right, he also has a professional website right there at nickg3d.com. All right, peruse, peruse, take a look. But most importantly, it's the Kickstarter. All right, Project Megas, year one complete. It is live right now, mi gente. So I know, listen, I know this is a pay week, it's a con week. So for you guys that didn't get to have a ticket to New York Comic Con, treat yourselves and have a convention at home and visit this particular page at Make it rain on Indie Comics today, all right? So, Nick, thank you so much for hanging out with me, talking about your project. I appreciate it. Keep doing what you do from a fancy creator. Muchas gracias, hermano. It's, it's, it's a beautiful book. I can't wait to see what else uh, you do with this. 
bring that video game. I'm ready to see the fighter and be the bad guy. Kicking <laughs> I'll get on that right now. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. No, nah, that's what it is. Mijente, you know what it is. I also tells you what to do. Check out my extended family on the cover case. Hasta la próxima. Much love, Mijente. <laughs> Take care. Thank you for listening to the Thank you for listening podcast. to the podcast. If you like the content, please like subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit comicusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at undercovercase.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.